girls you love till the day you get older. Say what you mean and mean what you say. A man is faithful. Come what come what may. What's up, dudes and chicks? It has been a minute or a couple of months, but it is your guy, Jude, and I'm back with you guys. I'm sorry that it's been so long. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> Hello, guys. It's me, Crab. It has definitely been a while, Jude. Way too long. What, like four months now? Oh, is that it? That's it, dude. Dude, it felt like hmm, a long weekend. <laughs> It's the longest weekend I've ever had. Now, that's what I call a long weekend, people. <laughs> yeah, well, we're here. It's been a while. Um, we've both just been, uh, you know, going through uh, different changes in our lives. Jude, where are you at these days? I am in the beautiful Lafayette, Louisiana. I just moved here a couple of weeks ago. So that's Welcome where i'm back at to louisiana oh wait did you want me to give my address <laughs> um <laughs> oh I mean, crap to you you're not about to catch me slipping like that <laughs> well i think last time we recorded you were in dc which is crazy to think about yeah that's actually super true a lot has happened since then but we we can some i don't know we can answer that later yeah well sweet well today um you know, since it's been so long, we kind of wanted to have a little reproach to our whole podcast, to the whole idea of Go Forth. This is going to be sort of our comeback. Um, hopefully, we're going to get a new logo soon. And yeah, <laughs> so we wanted to start off today uh, with an interesting episode where me and Jude prepared a few questions for each other. Uh, neither of us have seen the questions for each other, so it's going to be interesting to see what the answers are. We have for three sure. topics. We have the first question will be spiritual, the second will be personal, and the third will be Jude. Uh, for like future question, <laughs> like something that's going to happen in the future. Exactly, and then you know we added in a category of bonus question may or may not happen. And then lastly, we opened up. Wait, we had a, a category poll. of bonus question? You just slipped <laughs> uh, that in without telling me? I have a bonus question. Oh, don't you worry. I'm going to think of one. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, we also opened up a poll to Instagram to see what you guys want to ask us. So we actually got a good response. Uh, we have about 20 questions, so hopefully we can make it through most of them. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. We kind of... We wanted to do something to um, just kind of like ease our way back into things. We didn't want to come out swinging or anything like that. Just something easy to listen to, help you guys to know us a little bit better. Know that um, one one phrase I've been hearing a lot in the world today is virtue signaling. <laughs> um, we, we want you guys to know that we don't get on here and just try to, you know, say stuff that we haven't been through um but we want you guys to kind of know a little bit more about us and know that we're normal dudes just trying to make it in this world as well so um yeah that was that was kind of one of my inspirations for for doing this so super stoked but crab you want to start us in a prayer before we get into it for sure that's i was just thinking we need an intro and a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Lord Jesus, 
thank you for this opportunity to record this podcast. Even though it's been a while, we ask you once again to send down your Holy Spirit upon us to guide our thoughts and our words so that they may be yours and not our own. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, brethren. All right. Well, here we are. Question day. <clears throat> it's kind of like uh, first day of school. I feel like I'm about to, like, I feel like I'm at a spelling bee. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, Jude. I'm kind of nervous. It's been so long. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like you're going to ask me questions about myself and I won't even know the answer. <laughs> I thought up some really, really good questions. You think now's the time to tell me that? Crab, I'm freaking, freaking out. Now's the perfect time to tell you. And don't have those awkward moments where you're thinking of your answer. Have them ready, even though you don't know what the question is. Dude, first thing that comes to my mind, I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I guess that means I'll start. Yeah, yeah, yeah you start. <laughs> All right, well, my first question in the spiritual category, it's a pretty big question, so. I'm not really nervous. pay attention don't, here. Don't pay think attention. that I'm nervous. Uh, I, I would never think so. Hmm. The question is, when was the first time you truly knew that the Catholic faith was real and true and accepted it into your heart and knew your mind could never be changed? Jesus Christ. That's how I knew. <laughs> that kind of sounded like an exaggeration. <laughs> sounded like I was using God's name in vain. <laughs> Definitely. But that, well, was, like said, that was my answer. Question. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. That is... It's a super good question, and, and obviously, um, you know, as you get older, you think more about it, because I grew up Catholic, so, um, you know, it's something something that, <clears throat> excuse me, I've thought a lot about, like, does this all make sense to me because I was raised in it, or does it make sense to me because I'm reading up on it, and I'm trying my best to understand it, Um to say that there was a moment where this happened um, would be a little bit harder. But I think that um, I think that there were there were moments, glimpses of uh, times when I saw other people living the faith well. You know, not this mediocre Catholicism that we have so spread out throughout the world today. This, like, I'm Catholic because my parents were Catholic, but it's only stuff that they did in the 50s. Like, all that is so garbage. What you need is people who can, like, be a good example. And I feel like that's how the Catholic faith was solidified for me. And then, you know, one thing I would, I would often say to people who would kind of ask me that you know when we were working in the schools and and kids would obviously want to know the same things I I would just say you know I might not be able to tell you all church teaching <laughs> might not be able to I definitely cannot I might not um, be able to ramble off a bunch of saint quotes I can't quote the bible to you you know but one thing that I can do and one thing that I know can never be changed is the fact that I've experienced Jesus Christ in my heart I've experienced Jesus Christ in the Eucharist 
and I don't think there's any any way to really put words to something like that you know you kind of just know it when you feel it (laughs) interesting Um, so so you'd say it was at first through other people's example of living out their faith yeah yeah it kind of like piqued my curiosity because it was kind of like man how do these other level-headed people actually believe all of this and then it kind of led to like further like all right well what is the eucharist like where does the eucharist even come from what what is confession why do we even go to confession why are priests doing these crazy things like not getting married and i don't know just just a bunch of questions like that and then and then you start to realize well it's not all just because the pope says so it's because it's the church that christ um christ founded and like that's what it actually is (laughs) And, wow. and Christ and the disciples are the ones who started the church. And I feel like that's something that no other religion can say, truthfully, at least. So would you say you're at the point where your mind couldn't be changed? Um. Yeah, not to say that there aren't, like, I mean, obviously there there are moments of, like, doubt in some sense. Not, like, doubt, like, man... I might not be Catholic for the rest of my life. No, I'll be Catholic for the rest of my life. And I, and I truly believe that. Um, but, but I think it's healthy to question. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's healthy to question, but not only to question, to actually seek answers. For sure. Yeah. And then once you seek, once you seek those answers, I feel like it kind of speaks for itself. No, your mind can't be changed, you know? Are you sure you didn't see my questions before we started? Okay, Results. fine. I looked on the dark web and found them. <laughs> um, no, sweet. dude, that was a that was a super solid question. Um, and actually, the question I pre- prepared for you is slightly similar. Um, but let's go for it. Um. Was your decision to start living your faith something you were longing for? Or was it something that, like, hit you? Was it something that you kind of had this moment, like a St. Paul moment, where you were, like, struck and you fell off your horse and you realized, like, wow, I need to change my life, you know? Like, was it something that was gradual or was it something that you were kind of, like, shocked by and you realized, like, okay, this is it. I need to find it. And I just kind of want you to, like, I mean, I know I've heard it, but um, kind of like just explain that. Well, I would definitely say it was a good bit of both. Um, for me in high school, towards the end of my my years in high school, like junior, senior year, I got into, you know, the typical like high school party scene, going to parties every weekend, whatever. Um, and I could definitely feel the emptiness in all of it, you know? Like living without a purpose. I would get off of school, I would go to work, I'd go to the gym, go home, go to sleep, same thing next day. Yeah. And no no good routine, no nothing. And every morning I would wake up and I could feel you know, like looking back, I can definitely see this, but I'm sure in the moment I wasn't fully aware of it. But I would wake up and I would just feel kind of pointless, you know? Like life didn't really have a purpose. And of mm-hmm. course I grew up Catholic and you know, I'd go to church, but 
it didn't really mean anything to me at the time. Um, so yeah, I definitely, it was a gradual, gradual climb from there, just having no sense of purpose and nothing to live for. Um, and having this deep longing in my heart that I didn't even know it was there. Um, and then it wasn't until we got to the summer course for our mission year. Mm -hmm. I think I've told this a few times on here, but that's when I first really, really experienced my faith. Um, of course I'd had small experiences in the past, but the first time it really struck me and I knew that like, this was my faith. This was my purpose was there, um, being around these other guys, you know, fighting, fighting every day <laughs> through thick and thin, um, like waking up super early, intense workouts and stuff like that. Um, all to be a better Catholic, all yeah. to, to be a better man. And that's when it hit me, like seeing you guys giving it your all, like when really from any other body, any other body, anybody else's perspective, <laughs> everything we did would have been pointless. Yeah, know? no doubt. But going through that and seeing the, the joy and the fulfillment it brought to myself as well as y'all, that's when it struck me. That was my fall off the horse moment. Like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is real. Like waking up, going to mass every morning. That's the first time I ever did that. Like daily mass, receiving the sacraments frequently. And it was in those moments during that summer course that, yeah, that's when it really struck me. That's super powerful, you know, because it is so true. Like our missionary program, other missionary programs, you know, usually you go through like a training and that training is like weeks of like becoming a saint, <laughs> you know, like that's what it's supposed to be. Like weeks where you're just like relentlessly physically mentally emotionally like investing yourself into being holy <laughs> yeah that's so yeah that's it is really powerful like thinking about the point of those things yeah and that was like the first time i really got pushed out of my comfort zone like hardcore yeah and that's what made me realize it because when you're in your comfort zone which was basically all of high school yeah you know like it's easy to to get lost in daily stuff like video games and TV, yeah, pointless relationships, whatever, you know? So, yeah. yeah, once once I got out of that comfort zone, that was like, that was my moment. No doubt. Good question. Great question. Thanks, brethren. Well, I hope you're ready for your personal question. Oh, brother. That's a pretty easy one. This okay. one isn't going to make you think much. Sweet. Uh, my personal question was, what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Because I know you've traveled a good bit. Mm -hmm. And besides that, what's one place you want to travel to that you haven't yet? Oh. And why as well for both of those? Okay, sweet. <laughs> um, my favorite place I've ever traveled to. Um, I mean, there are certain... There are different dynamics to that question, but I would say my favorite place in the world would be um, the the chapel of the apparition of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in France. Um, we got to go there together, you and I, and I've been there two times now, 
And I have to say, like, the first time I went there, I mean, just doing different pilgrimages. Pilgrimages. Is that right? I don't know. Um, To different Catholic spots. Like, everything has so much hype to it. And rightfully so. But it's like, like, not even faithful people will just go just like, whatever. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying, every... Every time you go to, like, a super well-known Catholic spot, it feels like you're in Disney World. Like, things are just so happening right there. (laughs) And that's the opposite of how this little city was. It's, like, so small, so quiet, so quaint. The little nuns are, like, so, like, in their own little thing, you know? It all just felt right. Like, I feel like it just made sense that Jesus would appear there and make that such a holy place. Um, so I guess that's where and that's why. And if there's a place I want to travel to, um, I'm, I'm going to go a bit. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll go with my secular answer. Um, (laughs) and I would say New Zealand, dude, I've been wanting to go to New Zealand for so long and I've just had this desire for some reason. I just look at pictures and I'm just like, I need to go there. Like, yeah, New Zealand. I just want to, there's something about standing on the beach and looking at the mountains and water (laughs) you can see through that just really gets me going, dude. I don't know. That's a fair answer. I also found out New Zealand is like a world away from me, so it's about as far as you can get. I guess I'm actually. just sticking with uh Gulf Shores, you know. <laughs> no, nothing wrong Gulf Shores. Good time. Go down to the beaches of Mississippi. You'll get rocks and <laughs> mud water. Oh yeah, mud water. Um, <laughs> yeah, so New Zealand. I don't know. It's just super beautiful. But if not, um, if Anybody tells me I can't go to New Zealand, then I want to go to the Swiss Alps. <laughs> Dude, okay, that's my answer. I want to go somewhere in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, so sweet. You're so sweet. I mean, anyway, I have my personal question for you. My personal question is, like, way deeper than yours, which is going to be a bit... <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to get, like... But I think it'll be good. Um, we'll go for it. I feel like it's a super good question to ask ourselves. And I feel like people often ask themselves this question. I feel like it'll be good to get a good answer to it. My personal question for you, not again, not from a religious standpoint, um, is do you feel like you're a good role model to the people around you? If so, how? What the heck, Jude? That is a tough question. I know it's, I mean, but every, I feel like it's something that everybody kind of like asks themselves, like, do, do I inspire the people around me? You know, or if whatever, I mean, obviously you are a role model, whether you know it or not, but what are some ways you feel like you could be like a better role model? What are some ways that you, what are some tough situations you feel like you can be put in that you feel like, okay, this is super hard. I don't know what to do. Well, I definitely have some some examples of times where I knew or I, I didn't know. Um, 
in my humble answer as of now. I was gonna. No. T- I meant to say that. <laughs> put your humility aside for a second. <laughs> There's been a lot of moments when I haven't been a good role model to people, and I think there are times when I have been. Um, one super good example I can think of of a time I haven't been was I remember my freshman year of college. Um, I'd spent a lot of my time like having conversations with people in the dorm about faith, you know, talking to some people who were atheists, other religions. Um, and I remember this one guy who I would talk to a lot. All right. He was an atheist Mm -hmm. and we'd have a lot of conversations about morality and the Catholic faith and whatnot. Well, I made a mistake of one weekend going to a party and not being a good example child of the devil yeah and from that moment on he would he wouldn't tell me but word gets around quick in a small dorm um you know like how can christian like he's living a double life basically like how can he say all these things but Mm -hmm. you know go do stuff like that right and those are moments when you realize that like to live out your catholic faith it's not only by words it's by action you know Mm. That's something I heard recently from a Jordan Peterson podcast that really struck me, that he doesn't judge people based off of what they say. I mean, it's a typical thing you hear, but how often do you really go by it? Like, not judging people off of what they say, but how they do, you know? Yeah. And that was one of those moments when I realized, like, I'm not being a good role model for my faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that was a good growing moment for me, for sure. So that's a good example of a time I haven't been. Um, a time I have been, I would say, I mean, the mission year in general was mostly all good. Good times of being a role model for, for the youth over there in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, going to events and just showing them that you can live a joyful life living, living for Christ. Yeah. Um, which is kind of hypocritical after what I just said, you know, going back to college after. Um, but showing them that you can have fun without alcohol and, you know, pointless hookups and stuff like that. No doubt. Know? And I feel like, you know, I feel like it's something that can really get the best of us. Like when we do make a mistake, we feel like, especially as people trying to live out their faith, you know, like for all those young adults who are like actually trying, you know. And then they they do something that might be, you know, not very faithful and they think I'm the worst or they think I'm I'm never a good example to anybody. And that's and that's not the whole story, you know. Yeah, I know for sure. (laughs) Yeah, because it's also in those times that you make those mistakes that obviously you're not living. You're not living near Christ, right, that there's that gap between you and Christ that you've created um, you know, that's when you do those things. If you're, li- <laughs> if you're living a good, a good spiritual life, then you're not going to do those things. So obviously that was a time in my life where my spiritual life was probably at a low. Just say it straight trash. Well, straight trash. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I know how but it yeah, goes. Was... I know how it goes for sure. <laughs> That was definitely a tough question. But as of now, 
Um, I think I'm on the fringe. I mean, during this quarantine, it's hard to to say because you don't really see people too much. <laughs> oh, when when you deliver oh, food wham, for wham. Jimmy John's, you see people <laughs> all the time. I think at Jimmy John's, I can. You just, you, dude, you just gotta example. start. You gotta start dishing out the Holy Spirit. You'll be like, <laughs> you want this Italian nightclub with the side of the Holy Spirit? Come here, let me hug you. <laughs> Well, I definitely, like, almost got in a fight with some dude today. Okay, here we go. I told him I told him to put his mask on, and he wouldn't. And then I was like, well, you have to. You have to get out. And then he started yelling at me. Corona so. problems, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole ordeal. People really just... Like, I understand. Some people don't think that they help. Some people do. Okay, not we're, not, we're, not, and, we're not getting into this. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's Adamo, but, like... If you, if you don't want to put on the mask, just go outside. <laughs> you don't have to eat here. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I am eating here. You, you should have just. I'm not going to wear a mask. Dude, you should have just given him your phone number. Let him call you from outside. You know? <laughs> Sim- simple. Anyways. Simple. <laughs> anyway. All right, good. Let's, uh, let's ask this future question. No future questions. Oh, Yeah. Well, there's a fun one. This one's also not very deep. Dang it. Whoops. My future question for you is, what is the number one item on your bucket list? Whoa, number one item on my bucket list. I don't have a bucket list, but if I had to make one up in my head right now. Hey, you do have a bucket list. Yeah, we have our bucket list, but it's like pretty, pretty radical. (laughs) Also, we well, we can't take a shot with the president because Donald Trump doesn't drink alcohol, which is actually really gives a lot of insight <laughs> into different things. But anyway, um, number one thing on my bucket list, man, that's like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak of a bucket list as like cool things you can do and and not like life goals. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's okay. I meant. Cool. Um, number one thing on my bucket list, man, I would, I, I think I would really just like to, um, shoot. There's so many things going through my head right now. Um, (laughs) well, while you're thinking, I could totally give you some ideas off of our list. I think I would want to do the whole Camino. I feel like that's one thing I'm on my bucket list that like 30 days straight walking through France and Spain and just getting it. I could get down with that. Dude. That's a good answer. I knew you would. Just, just for a few examples of other options from our list mm-hmm. were shotgun a beer with Luke Combs. Still, we still need to, I, actually that might be number two. <laughs> or shoot a bazooka dude i forgot <laughs> we even said that or like you said drink whiskey with the president of the united states and make him pay for it oh yes no we're i mean i'm not just gonna go and pay for you to drink whiskey with me potus <laughs> yeah that's rude of him to even think yeah oh pff. hey shape up or ship up 
out, Oops. pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's <laughs> that's our bucket list. Top that. You guys have yeah. stupid bucket bucket lists. Well, I want to go kayaking. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to drink whiskey with POTUS. POTUS. And you, and you want to kiss dolphins in Hawaii. <laughs> Who wants to kiss a dolphin? It's sick people. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. You know what? We should start a movement. No, I'm not starting a movement. Crab, you have a picture of you kissing a dolphin. No, I do not. I've never even encountered a dolphin. Anyway, it's Heresy. time for your future question. Let's hear it. Which is also really deep. I don't like this. I don't like that I have a really deep question. <laughs> And I just told you that I wanted to get a, just not kiss dolphins. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> we should have went over the guidelines before we uh, did this. Yeah, because, well, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can just think of another question. No, no, shoot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's just do it. What the heck? We're here. Let's go for it. Like, <clears throat> okay, all right, future question, like, I feel like it's pretty straightforward, it's a question that a lot of people, like, ask when they're trying to, like, get you to, like, think about the type of person you are, which is fine, oh, man. you know, which is fine, and I have nothing against that. <laughs> because I'm about to do it to you, which is cool. Um, but, like, I, I feel like it's just been on my mind lately just with the different attacks on the family and just, like, this whole, um, like, you see families crumbling, marriages crumbling. And I think what we need is the opposite of that in the world, right? So my question would be like, what do you want your kids to say about you? Like when you're not around. Wow. Like when they're talking about their old man, you know, like, what do you, what, what's your vision of like the example you're trying to set that like, what do you want your kids to like tell their friends about you? Besides the fact that like you, you wear your socks too high and like you have really bad <laughs> jokes, so that's gonna that's inevitable. It's gonna happen to all of us. Man, that's a tough question. I would, you know, I actually heard this from a friend talking about his dad, and it really struck me. And I th we were just sitting around a bonfire, and he was like, "Sounds dangerous." <laughs> he said. My dad is definitely... This is like college-age dude sitting around a bonfire. He said, my dad is my role model. Like, over anybody, I want to be like him. And he was just saying how, like, his dad is a real man, especially um, in regards to today's society's standards of what a man is. Yeah. He said, my dad is a real man. You know? like he would do anything for us and you know like i love my dad shoot and you don't hear too many 
too many young people say stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that, in a worldly sense, like that's pretty soft to say about your dad. Yeah. It's pretty soft. Yeah, dude. And it was actually like, in that moment, I was like, I hope my kids say this about me one day. Dang. Like, I hope I can be that for them. Heck yeah. All right. Let me let me throw another curveball at you while we're at it. Oh, you have a two-parter? Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, wah, wah, wah. Um, just before we get into the, the other questions that people ask, like, um, wh- what would you want them to say about your wife? Their mother. About my wife? Yeah. Oh. Like, what kind of well, what kind of girl are you looking for, Crab? Give the girls, you know, like, you got to give the girls what they want. Let them know what they're shooting for, dude. Jude, come on now. We said we would not use the podcast for girls. Yes, I, yes, but rumor has it everybody can listen. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Jessica Alba, wherever you are. <laughs> You are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We never had um, a discussion about girls, by the way. Yeah. Um, that could have been taken super wrongly. I'm going to leave this very general. Mm, okay. Exactly what the world needs. Yeah. Yes. I want a very spiritual, adventurous, and loving wife. And to be all of those things for their kids as well. Literally sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was no, that's super good. I think those are top three though. For sure. Does she have to pray the rosary? Shoot. I hope I hope her spiritual life is that amazing. That's what I like to hear. I mean, I don't know. The rosary. Anyway. No, the rosary is super good. That made me sound like I was brushing it off. I'm not. I'm not. Guys, calm down. Dude, calm down. I, I get all rowl I get all riled up. You sound all How do you even up. spell riled? Riled. It's not riled. What does riled mean? I feel like this podcast is actually me giving... Well, actually, no, it's not just me giving you a grammar lesson. I think this is just a grammar podcast. Catholic grammar. (laughs) We need it. We need we need to text whoever's putting our podcast on like Spotify or whatever. And we need to be differently defined as Catholic grammar. Yeah, dude. It's this is actually our rebranding that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Catholic grammar. So, yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Catholic Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Here today to discuss the spelling of the word "riled." Anyway, anyway, anyway. Nobody cares about the questions we had for each other, except for maybe some people. Everybody wants to hear what they asked. Yeah, if you want to hear other people's questions, skip to now in the podcast. <laughs> skip to this part. <laughs> this will be really helpful for people. Yeah. Well, I guess we could just go for it. Um, Do you want to, you want to just go back and forth answering these questions or? Yeah, we can do that. I'll let you ask them all because I super don't have mine pulled up. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I could do that. And then, you know, if you want to give input on a question I'm answering, definitely feel free to do so. We also haven't prepared answers for these questions. Obviously, we've seen them, but we did not think about them yet, if that counts for anything. So, our first question, you know, I've seen your name on Instagram so much, but I've never really figured out how to say it. Uh, First question is from Camila. I mean, obviously, there's your first name, Torado, 21. (laughs) That's my yeah. best. That's my best shot. Yes. Um, and her question was, thoughts on dating someone who is not Catholic. Mm. Jude, what are your thoughts? Um, thoughts on dating someone who's not Catholic. I mean, if you're a Catholic and you're serious about your faith. And you want someone who's going to be serious about their faith. I would say, you know, the easiest way would be to find someone who's Catholic. That would be pretty straightforward. But obviously, that's not the whole story, you know. But that's in saying that everyone who's Catholic is serious about their faith, Jude. Huh? What you just said insinuates that everyone who's Catholic is serious about their faith. I don't feel like I'm insinuating anything. No, you definitely I don't even know did. what that means. <laughs> I know, which is why this is Catholic grammar. How can I be insinuating <laughs> something when I don't even know how to do that? <laughs> I What I'm saying... <clears throat> look, man. Look. If you... If you find someone and you just love them, they're just adorable, and they're not Catholic, that I think, look, I don't have the answer, okay? But my thing is, my thing is, you, you know what? Every, everybody should be revealed to the truth, and the truth is Catholicism, boom. So, you know what? If you're going to missionary date, I think that's good, and, you know, I can pray for that, for whoever's going to do that, and I hope it goes really well. I really, I really do, Um, but, you know, like, being with somebody else who, who gets it, like you get it, I think it'll be a lot easier, and you can take your relationship to a different level spiritually um, quicker, but it's not to say that it's the only way. I agree with that answer. That's a very good answer. Thank you, Christian. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Okay, Uh, the next one I'm going to let you uh, ask and also answer. Great. Well, I don't think this should count as my question. Wah, wah. This one comes from James Shex. Oh, James. And he says, favorite Disney princess? Question mark. Oh, yeah, that one's yours. These are the questions that have been entrusted to me. Um, man, this is just a tough one, you know? Something I've meditated on and thought about a lot in my mm-hmm. life. Like spiritual um, ecstasy level. But, you know, man, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to think of... <laughs> He's just trying to think of one. <laughs> Well, I mean, all I can think of is Elsa, 
but I've never seen Frozen, so I don't, I can't say that. Princess Moana. I've yet to see Moana as well. Yeah, me either. I'm going to have to go with Sleeping Beauty. It's got to be it. Dang, Um, dude. Oh, wait, no, that's not what I was thinking. I'm thinking Snow White. Snow White. That's definitely my fave. Yeah, Snow White goes hard, dude. Oh, yeah. No doubt. She's definitely the fave. Anyways, um, Jude. Yeah, what's this good? Qu- <laughs> this question comes from Thomas and Stuff. What's good, Thomas? How can the <clears throat> church best serve Gen Z and millennial Catholics? Mm-hmm. Is there something missing? Great question. Yeah, that's a phenomenal question. And you know what? I, I truly believe that there is something missing. And what's missing is the beauty and the richness of our faith. And I feel like that would bring so many Gen Z millennials back to the faith. I think it's um, not underplaying the beauty and tradition of our faith, but actually giving God his due when it comes to the holy sacrifice of the mass or how we're building our churches. Um, I feel like they should reflect God's beauty. And I mean, any anybody that I talk to who's my age and is looking to deepen their faith, they're looking for that. They're looking for that. So that's my answer. What do you think, Kreb? Well, in a sense, I agree with the, the beauty and tradition part because that's something that's being lost. I think that's what's missing. I mean, it's not missing, obviously, but we're not putting it forth as well as we should be um, because there's a lot of masses where you can walk into and nobody looks like they believe that the Eucharist is in front of them. Nobody looks like they even want to be there, uh, which is just super sad. So I think on top of beauty and tradition would go with like real, real Catholics, not these, man, not these. What are you, what are you insinuating? I'm insinuating that there's a lot of Catholics out there that aren't really Catholics who don't believe mm. what they what they say every time they go to mass. Um but yeah, that's what I think. I think if there were more Catholics on fire for their faith and we were getting a better better teaching um about our faith uh mm. what's the word for Catechesis. it? Catechesis. There it is. Better catechesis for our faith. Um, I think that would spread a lot more than just going to Mass every Sunday. And I don't know. I, I think that's all people do is go to Mass on Sunday, and that's not enough. Yeah. So I think if there were better, more engaging ways of catechizing also the other, lady. other young people who are excited. Exactly. Like, be a leader be a leader and thomas actually is he just started a new ministry and and i think that's exactly what we need people going outside of their comfort zone doing stuff like that so yeah that's my answer bingo okay next question comes from joe g chris Mm -hmm. how do you approach religion and god Uh uh-oh i don't think this copied right He's, oh man, hold it, let me just look on my phone. 
I think the second part was, was it in a way of reason or a way of emotion? Um, if I believe. About right. About right about right over there. Right about right over there. Oh, yeah. Emotional or rational? Emotional or rational approach? Emotional or rational? Well, that's a great question because <laughs> it's got to be both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, JP2 wrote a great, is it a book or is it a papal document? I don't know. Faith and Reason, a JP2, um, which explains how you can't have one without the other. So you need you need a, a stance of faith um, and emotion in your faith, but you also need reason and ration. All right. So, I mean, this is a whole, this is a whole topic. Um, obviously you wrote a whole book about it, but I don't know how much further I can go with this. I mean, I, I personally take a more emotional approach. I'd probably say like 60, 40 to ration. Um, but I think they're both crucial. 50-50. Mm. What about you, Jude? Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. There definitely has to be a balance. <clears throat> I don't think it's one or the other. Um, but I would say once, once there is like an emotional once not even emotional, I, I wouldn't even call it emotional. I would call it just once the truth is revealed to you in whichever way that is, then you need something. to seek, seek to deepen that. That's, that's what I think. You know, if it's something that you're like learning about the Catholic faith and you're like, gosh, this makes sense. This makes sense. Keep going. If there's like, if there's like a feeling that you have in your heart and you're like, man, I have this longing. This makes sense. Keep going. Don't be like, oh, this makes sense. This is so good. I just want to sit in it and flap my hands around and love it like drive to give more. Yeah. I think it's also interesting to note that I don't, I don't know if there's actually statistics on this, but just from seeing, um, I'd say most people who are devout Catholics that grew up Catholic, they tend to a more emotional response, um, in their belief. But I'd say converts, people that come from other religions tend to start with a more rational experience which is interesting because also converts are usually um, more devout Catholics than, you know, people who grew up being Catholic. So that's something, something to look at for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely takes both, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. I'm good. Are you good with that? Let's get it. I'm good with it. All right. Next question comes from, Genie.Marie0503. Can you stop saying that? Dude, you got to. You're getting all Uh, crazy over there. (laughs) Crazy. Question is, where do you, Jude, draw the line with secular music? Where do I draw the line with secular music? Straight through it. Absolutely not. Not going to do it. Hey. No from me. Uh, What if I want to listen to some Lil Uzi Vert? Okay, Lil Uzi Vert's okay, but like <laughs> country? Ain't eh, no, <laughs> no hey. kidding. I'm oh oh. I think <clears throat> actually, um, where do you draw the line with secular music? 
I mean, there's some secular music that's that's really good. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual. I think what what it comes down to is the message that it's portraying. You know, if it's all about um, robbery, killing people, if it's all about you know, like getting down on yourself about things that have happened to you. If it's all about hating someone for what they've done to you, um, I can't really get behind that. And yeah, I I feel like if there's a good message to it, I can um yeah, I can kind of I can vibe with that. Not to, not to say I only listen to non secular music that's like super wholesome that's not true but um i i think in regards to someone who's looking for ad- advice on it you know like uh that's that's what i would say yeah i think i'd i'd agree with that as well because music is supposed to be i wish i was more versed in the things i said because i've heard these things like quoted but i can never remember who said them but there's some philosopher that said that nah dude you gotta spit out a name you gotta say somebody (laughs) somebody probably said it uh it was probably uh shoot now his name's on the tip of my tongue drew Brees or something you know yeah drew Brees. yeah i think said this or uh uh never mind i couldn't even i can't think of any names (laughs) anyways um no they said that music is supposed to be sort of a a stepping stool to the divine, like a pathway to the divine. And it's supposed to spark something within us that brings us closer to the divine, mm-hmm. which is really interesting thing about um, me and Jude during our summer course for the mission year, we got a little class on, on music, which was interesting. We were all like, why are we, why are we even going to talk on music? <laughs> this is really weird. Um, but the priest who gave the talk was saying that, like music sparks emotion in us, right? So when we listen to music, uh, like rap or whatever, metal, that sparks an emotion of anger and whatever. Different different genres of music spark different emotions in us, right? So you have to look at what you're listening to and how it's making you feel. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, music, it doesn't matter what music I listen to, you know? But if you're out here listening to this grungy rap every day and it's just making you feel these emotions of anger and and hatred and whatever, just bringing down your whole persona that day, switch up what you're listening to, you know, try to, (laughs) maybe you only like rap, just force yourself to listen to something else or stop listening to music altogether. I'm not saying rap is a bad thing. Okay, I'm just saying there's certain types Yo, of crap. Answer the next question. I gotta go run check something. Oh, okay. Bye, Jude. Okay, guys. Now that Jude's gone, I just want to tell everybody um, that I am definitely the main host of this podcast. So maybe he'll hear this in the future. Maybe he won't. But yeah, anyways, music. Um, yeah, just watch what you're listening to. See what emotions it's sparking in you. Um, and just just check yourself. That's what I'd say. Next question on that note comes from Anadat Drapeau. And her question is how do you overcome that human need to judge and deal 
sorry, let me restart this. How do you overcome that human need to judge and deal in absolutes and emulate Jesus' mercy? I have a hard time balancing justice and mercy. I always want justice and lack mercy. Wow. Oh, Jude, you're back. Dude, <clears throat> my brother was getting ice out of the ice maker <laughs> in the fridge. And I didn't know he had made it back home. And I thought someone was like breaking a window. <laughs> so I like went out there and I was like, if they have a gun, I don't have a gun. I'm definitely dead, but eh. Well, don't worry. I definitely didn't say anything bad about you while you were gone. <sighs> Anyways, uh, you just missed a very, very deep question. So I should probably repeat it. Okay. Um, how do you overcome that human need to judge and deal in absolutes and emulate Jesus' mercy? I have a hard time balancing justice and mercy. I always want justice and lack mercy. Dude, I don't know if I'm sure I'm qualified to answer this question. Yeah. Um, Much less what was, what was the What was the first half of the question again? How do you overcome that human need to judge and deal in absolutes? Man, that is a really hard question. Um, I feel like any time, any time I think to, like, just judge somebody based on how they're acting or whatever it might be, um, <clears throat> one thing that I like try to put back into my head is one I don't know the whole story do you know I never know the whole story I never know what's going on I never know why something is the way that it is all I know is me and therefore I'm the only person that I can honestly and truthfully critique without question hmm. so obviously that's really hard <laughs> You know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily perfect at that. Um, but when that pertains to God's justice and mercy, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's different. It's different than like taking somebody out of your life and you thinking that like you're, you're judging them. Like you making a change in your life for better is not you judging somebody else. And I feel like when God does something, a just act, like some of them we read about in the Bible, um, it's because God knows the whole story. Wow, that, that was a super solid answer. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's my, that's my spin on it. Because obviously, like the typical answer from... I don't know, some religious people would be, oh, always mercy, like always forgive, always forgive. But I feel like at some points there is a need for justice, you know? No doubt. But are you really capable of of judging and uh, administering that justice? <laughs> like you were saying, like you know, we don't know the whole story. You don't know what other people are going through when they wrong you. Yeah. Just like so. if I... Say I would have had a gun and somebody would have been breaking into the house a little while ago. You know? Like, 
Mercy says, I don't know what this person's going through. Maybe they're just, maybe they just need some food <laughs> and that's why they're breaking in the house. And it's like, oh yeah, dude, get in here. But also justice says like, whoa, this is my house. Like I paid for everything here. <laughs> I didn't, this isn't my house, but <laughs> um, like I'm going to stop you from doing what you're doing. And anyway, yeah. Good answer. I think we thinks we hit it. We hit it in a way, but maybe not all the way. Sorry, Anna. How can you tell how long we've been going with this podcast? Oh, I have no idea. We're just gonna just gonna send it. Okay. We're gonna get through all these questions. Oh, okay, I was wondering. <laughs> we'll just speed it up a little. All right. Next question is from the covert Catholic. Hmm. What Andy. is a lesson, Andy? Yeah. What is a lesson you've learned the hard way so that others can avoid it? Oh, uh, do you have something on your mind? Mm, not particularly. A lesson I've learned the hard way. Um, even good dogs bite. <laughs> um, is there a story behind that or did you just say some line you've heard? Oh, no. oh yeah, you got bit by a dog. Yeah, I got bit by a dog. Even good dogs bite, man. Like just never, ah. tr- never trust a dog. I forgot. That's, that's why Jude's scared of dogs. <laughs> Again, I'm not scared. I just know what they're capable of. <laughs> Changes people. Um, that's sweet. Well, and for the sake of of time, that will suffice as an answer. Uh, next question. Yeah. Pretty sure it's suffice. What? Shut up. <laughs> Next question is from Teresa Pernick. What is your go-to prayer? Um, for me personally, one of my favorite go-to prayers is the Litany of Humility. Um, this past year, when I had a good prayer routine going in the morning, um, I would say it every morning. Um, also, Psalm 23, I think it is. I don't remember exactly. Real go-to right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you're saying, I'm going to find it. I have it written down right here. All right, you do that. (laughs) It Um, is 23. It is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay. Um, You know, I have, like, favorite prayers that aren't necessarily go-tos, which sounds weird, but I just, like, have prayers that I just, like, try to pray relatively often but like a go-to prayer for me is the saint michael the archangel prayer that's like something Mm. that i pray multiple times daily i pray when i'm like scared i pray when i'm like worried um yeah like that's my real life go-to as also one of my top ones as well all right, next Along question. Psalm 45. <laughs> it was 23. It would have been really awkward if I would have said like 39 because it's not even really <laughs> close. But uh, got it. All right, next question from Jew.Esparza. Oh, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> what do you think we should be praying for most during these times? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jude. Um probably clarity um because i feel like there are every it's something we keep hearing and i i I feel washed 
just saying it. But, um, yeah, things are all just so uncertain. Whether we're talking about the the coronavirus, whether we're talking about um, the, the status of our country, or we're talking about, for most of us, the status of our own lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that I've been praying for a lot is, is clarity, and that I can find truth amidst the nonsense, that I can find strength amongst all of the weakness. Um and that I can continue to give myself to others daily so that the, the truth in the end will prevail and that I can see clearly that my life is not my own. And that's been one of my prayers. Yeah, mine's on, on a similar line. I've just been praying a lot for wisdom, which comes very close to clarity because it's hard to know to decipher what's what's the truth these days you know because you hear so many different things if there if there are any questions in there that you feel like the person might not want to reveal their name then don't use your best judgment gotcha okay next question um we kind of already answered this so i'll skip that um this one Oh, I probably shouldn't say their name. What is your favorite species of fish? Mine? I guess. No, I'm pretty sure that question was for you. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, I think I can say their name. Agarza, 037. What is your favorite species of fish? I'd have to go with um, mahi-mahi. Beautiful fish. Good catch. Good Good, eat. Great catch. Beautiful fish. (laughs) all around great fish um also second question what is papal infallibility along the same lines mahi Um, mahi (laughs) well papal infallibility great catch catch. uh let's see if i can get this right jude correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. papal infallibility i don't have an exact definition but in in layman's terms the pope not everything the Pope says is absolute and true. Okay, get that thought out of your mind. It's probably what you hear sometimes. Not true. Papal infallibility is when the Pope gives an official statement. So from from the chair of St. Peter, right? I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, there's moments when he gives official papal statements, right? And those are the moments where it's deemed infallible. Okay. Um, it's rarely been done. I'm pretty sure. Rarely, like very rarely. It's not like he does this every day, much less every year. Um, but yeah, it's in those moments, what he proclaims, that's truth. That's considered doctrine. Right. I could be spitting nonsense right now. Straight. That's heresy. Pretty pretty positive. What I said is right. Okay. But yeah, Google Google's good for that as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jude, this question's for you from Padre Abascal. Okay. Why are you so tapazo? Tapazo. 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 Father Abascal, all I know I've learned from you. Estamos chupando tranquilo. 
What is tapazo? Tapazo. From my from my understanding, it means like the dude, the guy. The guy. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You get a good Spanish answer. A little bit of a little bit of Espanol lesson. So, next question. I don't know if there was a question you were thinking of that I shouldn't say somebody's name. No, no, no. Know. I'm indifferent. All right. I'm just going to use my best judgment then. Okay. Um, this one comes from underscore Lucy Freen. What's the secret sauce to living a life-giving friendship? <laughs> I'd say being open and honest for sure. Um, cause nobody wants a friend that's just fake all the time. You know, we did a whole episode on this actually. Um, it was our first episode deleted a long time ago because <laughs> it was bad, but anyways, uh, yeah, open, open and honest friendship. Can't go wrong with that. And then also being selfless and being a role model for your friend, as well as expecting your friends to be role models for you. I think this is something we said in that first episode was that like for someone to be a really good friend, like you have to look up to them Mm -hmm. and friends that you don't look up to. Like what are they, if you can't look up to them, then what exactly are they doing for you? You know, like what is the benefit to that relationship? Yeah. Cause if, if it's only you giving, is that really friendship? Yeah, it should be self-giving on both sides, I think. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Um, Next is from Luke Cell, one, two, three. Who is your favorite saint? Or do you, who do you have a (laughs) specific, back to Catholic grammar, 101. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite saint? Or who do you have a specific devotion to? Hmm. Um... Favorite saint. Um, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite saints. I think we I think we did a podcast on this one as well. Who but, your favorite um, saint? Who your favorite? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it. Um, my favorite saint would be Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. He's not a saint saint yet, but it's on his way. Um, yeah, you guys can listen to that episode to know the full answer of why. Um, and special devotions, again, I have a special devotion to St. Michael. Um, I have a special devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And, um, yeah. Uh, mine's St. John Bosco. Um, he's my confirmation saint. Um, patron saint of youth work which is something i've partooken in a good bit (laughs) so (laughs) and if you've ever read his 40 dreams book blows my mind every time i open it up you can attest to that (laughs) yeah okay now's not the time to be telling these stories all right next question is from underscore msh every time i see this name i go mish mish i don't know if that's right um when is crab going to call me well crab when are you gonna call her she she only she only asks me every day 
Really? Shoot. Well, I don't know. I'm just going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to give you a good answer on that one. Because I want you to pick up whenever you're you're least expecting it. Oh, back in your court, Soph. Back in your court. All right, next question is from p.sophia.k2. How did you discern to do a mission year? Jude, what is your what is your best Does it say how did you discern or how do you discern? How did you discern? Uh, okay. Give your your most in-depth brief answer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really discern it. Um, I didn't really want to do it. Never really thought about it. And then I had this moment of I should do it. And God gave me the strength in that moment to say yes. And I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Great in-depth answer. (laughs) I mean, but if I were giving advice to, to somebody who was thinking about it, I would say... Um, think about what you want for your life. I mean, are you in a position right now that you can be a good person, be a good like friend to your friends? Or are you in a position where you feel like you can go to college and live your faith well? Do you feel like you know yourself? Do you feel like you have a good grasp on prayer life? Think about those things. And if you have this moment where you're like, no, I think I can use some more formation or I think I want to serve other people a little bit more before, you know, focusing on so much on studies, whatever. You know, those are some good opportunities to think more about the mission year or some kind of um, program of service. And definitely if you want to go on an adventure. Yeehaw. Do it. All right, next question is from Ala underscore X underscore Ander. <laughs> How have you changed in the last three years regarding the RCMC, which is the Mission Corps? Mm. Um, well, in a in a sad sense, definitely, um, prayer life is not as great. I wish it was. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Naturally. But you know, living with priests will definitely bring your spiritual level up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely I've kept a lot of the practical things from the mission year. Um, a lot of formation from that year has helped me through my first few years of college. Like just simple things like keeping my room clean or just living like an organized scheduled life. Like all of that stuff is so beneficial and it's so peace bringing um a lot of people don't realize that yeah especially in college (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's how i'd say my life has changed the last three years kept a lot of the formative aspects um tried have tried to hold on to most of the spiritual um, and definitely have created a lot of relationships from that that i still keep up with so yeah i would say pretty much the same for me nice nice answer (laughs) um 
Okay, next question. How have you managed close friendships with guys who don't share your moral compass? Hmm. Jude. Um, you, you know, I think it comes from the firm understanding that not everybody is where you're at. Um, sometimes you have to be the example. Sometimes you have to... Um, encourage others to be the example and I think in fact I know that if we're trying our darndest to darndest <laughs> to um to live an authentic life that people around us will start to take notice and then they'll start to say like man there's something about that 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 I want. I'm pretty sure I just said that four times in a row. <laughs> and then, um, and I, I feel like that's kind of one second. It, I mean, it all kind of leads back to like mercy and justice and whether or not we should date somebody who's not Catholic or like, you know, I feel like all these things are really kind of relatively close because the thing is, you know, we can talk about putting yourself in a perfect situation all the time, but it's just not the reality most of the time. And so if you have people who are on a completely different moral compass, um, I would say it's good, or not, not necessarily good, but it's okay to the extent that you can still survive as the person you want to be and they're not bringing you to be worse. Said it as well as I could have. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a great answer. Thanks. All right, we're on to the last question. That's crazy. I have no idea how long we've been recording for. Yeah, dude, I can't tell on this like <laughs> new app. All right, last question is from Veronica Langestoffer. I have to say that because I love saying that last name. Word. L- Langestoffer. Okay. Um, what would be your advice for someone who starts their missionary year in a month? Well, what would be my advice? Um, shoot. I don't even know, dude. I don't, I don't remember how I, I don't think I had any preparation before I actually went into the year. Cause I had no idea what to expect. Um, I mean, I guess finish strong in school. I know that's already done. Oh my gosh, crap! Give better <laughs> advice than that. What the heck Dude, is wrong with you? I really don't remember like how. And what can I say? Get your prayer life better. Summer course. Wait, the girls didn't get a summer course this year, did they? Stop thinking so outside of the box. Just Dude, how about you just answer this question? <laughs> Finish strong in school. <laughs> that was the best you had. Um. Oh tell your mom gosh. you love her just in case you don't see her again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, what? You could decide you want to go do missions in Africa after and you'll just fly away and never. I don't know, Jude. You you got a much better answer, don't you? No, I'm just I'm I'm just saying I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought to say finish strong in school. Oh, I bet you wouldn't have thought to say that. <laughs> This is why this is Catholic Grammar 101 now. 
What's your advice to somebody whose life is about to change forever? I don't know. Don't forget the don't forget to close the door on your way out. <laughs> that was um, about it. Um, um, um uh, No, go ahead, crap. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'll try for real. I would say so you're just gonna make fun of my answer again. No, I'm not. I'm done I would doing say, that. Like solidify whatever relationships you have back home first, because you won't see them for a while. Um, and also, that what I mean by that is like just get everything straight back home. If you have things open ended, in relationships or whatever, make sure they're solidified. Mm. Um, secondly, <laughs> I mean this is the mission year would definitely like do this for you. And it's not going to do it for you. It'll give you a good environment to do this in, but try to get your prayer life, um, you know, like on track because you're going to jump into it real quick. So it's better to start from something than nothing. Yeah. And lastly, um, practical tip, try to bring what you need the first time (laughs) (laughs) on your first travel. It's hard. Stuff's probably going to have to get mailed to you, but just pack well. Worth it. Jude, <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, that, that was that was a solid shake back on your part. <laughs> that was, I mean, my hopes were low there for a second, not going to lie. Hey. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, you literally asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, w- I would say um, don't wait until you're, like, in the thick of it to start living it. Like, start trying to live it now. Because let me tell you, if if right now you're trying to, like, get all the fun out of your system and just, like, you're just saying, like, oh, I'm not going to really, like, worry about a prayer life. Like, that's all coming. Like, it's going to be hard. Because you know what? Sometimes you feel like it's not you making the decision. Like the priest or the consecrated they're gonna like they're gonna make sure you're awake and they're gonna make sure you're in the chapel for x amount of time they're gonna make sure you're at mass and sometimes you're gonna feel like unfortunately like man i really don't want to be doing this right now and that's hard <laughs> that's yeah. super hard like feeling like mm, father's forcing me to be in the chapel <laughs> <laughs> like that's so bad it's so petty, but it's hard. It it ain't easy for show. Yeah, in a broad sense, just practice getting out of your comfort zone and like getting out of earlier. bed in the morning. I, yeah, practice that seventeen <laughs> that times well. daily. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm talking Would about you? naps on naps on naps, brother. <laughs> Dang it. I'm I'm really anxious to see how long this is going. This has been fun. I'm going to guess an hour and a half. Hmm. Hour 29. On that note, we should probably wrap it up. Let's. Hey, guys, thanks so much for submitting the questions. Um, Let us know, like, if they were helpful. If you didn't like them. If you felt like we didn't do it justice. Whatever. Let us know if there's another question or if somebody else has a question that they want us to answer at some point. We're definitely open to answering questions, so. We don't know much, but what we do know, we're willing to share. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and also, uh, this is, you know, this is supposed to be our comeback. Hopefully, we will be making more episodes, um, you know, in a more regular manner. So, share us on Instagram. If your question got answered, give us a little share in your story or something. It would be much appreciated. We're going to try to come back strong, come back better than ever. Yeah. So, it'll be a lot easier with y'all's help. Absolutely. Jude, I think since you're the first one to ever say it, I think you should you should end it. God bless you guys. Have a great day or night or life, whichever. And go forth. The podcast is ended. Thanks, Speedy God.